What's up, guys? It's Sunday, May 31st, 2020, and welcome to this edition of the FritzCast. <sighs> normally, normally, I give you an intro. I tell you about how my week was and uh, some things, updates in life, you know, just, just, you know, to keep you in the loop, let you know what's going on. And, um,. been hard this week considering the news that we're going to go over and the things that I want to talk about uh, because well let's face it uh, it's it's chaotic right now I mean is it not we've got uh, we've got peaceful protests going on uh, around the country that uh, are being undermined by violent opportunists who uh, will take advantage of the situation that uh, that there's big crowds that there's a that there's a commotion going on uh, uh, they will take advantage of of these uh, of these legitimate protests and completely, Invalidate them uh, in the name of raising a little hell, you know, uh, burning down a target or or parts of your city, ransacking buildings, uh, looting. These are all things, by the way, that that aren't part of the actual protesting. Um, they undermined it. There, there's a lot that. We're going to cover today. It might, it might be a shorter episode just because uh, just because it's hard for me to, I mean, really look over some of this uh, information. I mean, my, my phone is buzzing off the hook right now. It's been buzzing off the hook for the last couple of days uh, considering the different media outlets that, uh, that I follow and uh, things of that nature. Uh, I want to go back to what we opened with right there. This uh, this American flag, uh, which now that I'm looking at it even closer, has way more than (laughs) way more stars than ah. It's the it's the it's the image that counts. It looks nice, right? Who cares how many stars it has? You know, America's everywhere. Uh, it's it's lines from the Declaration of Independence, though. Um, this is the thing that Joe Biden couldn't recite. Remember, <laughs> the thing that Joe Biden was like, you 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 know the thing. It's, you know, just one of the core fundamental pillars of American society, and he couldn't even uh, say half of it right. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a very important uh, passage in the Declaration of Independence. That's what, our, well, that's what the notion of America was founded on. Mind you, uh, I will concede that historically it, it didn't live up to that. And not just over institutions like slavery. 
today, considering all the things that go on, uh, the words seem rather hollow right now. And it's so problematic. Uh, trying to figure out... When, when, when you talk about America today and what's wrong with America today, some people, depending on who you talk to, depending on perspectives, because there's vastly different perspectives from the Atlantic to the Pacific and in between. There's vastly different perspectives here because America is a big cultural blender. Of, uh, of different cultures, different societies, living amongst themselves. This is hard uh, to talk about. When you're trying to talk about what, where, you know, some people have this notion that there's not that much wrong in America, and it's only like a step or two off from being, you know, a perfect utopia uh, of sorts. There's other people who would tell you that that's a very, very wrong notion. And if you need an idea for ideologies, uh, while uh, <laughs> while it's a little haphazard behind me, you can see a bunch of them right there. Different, different. Uh, Different political heads, people running for office, uh, different ideologies. Uh, it depends on who you talk to, though. Uh, you talk to somebody like me, uh, and, and you ask me what's wrong with America, uh, I'm one of those people who will tell you, where do we begin? Um, but even in my perspective of that, there's people who would come forward who would have a completely different perspective than I, and have even more to say than I would, uh, because it is all based on experiences and perspective and and how open you are to things. One one of the things I'm not gonna do, if anybody's expecting it, if anybody's you know waiting for me to play the clips of uh, Officer Chauvin uh, and George Floyd. Um, I'm not playing those videos. Uh, you, you've all seen them anyway. Nobody's tuning in right now going like, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody's seen that footage. It's, it's really, really horrific and hard to watch. Um, to say the least. I'm not playing any of that. We all know, we all know the story. All right, Derek Chauvin has been charged with, I believe, third-degree murder and uh, also manslaughter. Some people are upset that it's not a murder-one charge, uh, but in reading the definition uh, and steps of murder charges, uh, murder-one is uh, highly optimistic, (laughs) I would say, uh, especially in terms of trying to prove something and make it stick and really make uh, Derek Chauvin really bring him to justice for for something uh, on that scale 
Uh, plus, in the aftermath of this, we've had we've had protests that have been overtaken, that have become riots, uh, cities burning, uh, uh, violent crowds clashing with police. Uh, you know, and then so much more in between. Uh, I, I, I do want to share this one, this image next, uh, because if if it's not coming across that I have some very complicated feelings about all this, uh, I do. And I think if you're sitting at home thinking about it, or if you've joined a protest, or or you're commentating on Twitter or Facebook or some other social media platform, or you have a podcast like I am right here talking about it, uh, I think it's important to, you know, to, to notice that it's okay to have complex feelings on, on this. Because this right here is facts. Big facts. Uh, George Floyd's death was... Murder and the cops responsible should be in jail is one thought bubble. Uh, the police system is structurally corrupt and regu- regularly refuses to prosecute cops. That's a bubble in of its in and of itself. Uh, mass protest and civic it says disruptions, but I'm pretty sure it means disruptions. I'm pretty sure it's just a typo that they overlooked. Uh, are legitimate and warranted actions. It's a bubble right there. Thought bubble of its own, and looting and burning businesses is immoral and counterproductive, and people who do this should go to jail. Thought bubble all its own, and you can see right here in the middle. You can be here. You can actually this this isn't that complex. You can actually believe all of those things when it comes to this. Uh because at the end of the day, we had uh, this. This all started with either an alleged counterfeit check or a counterfeit money. Started with something that's very, very not typical for uh, this level of a uh, police involvement. Uh, security camera footage shows uh, that uh, essentially that those officers that initiated the arrest uh, uh, talked George Floyd in the handcuffs, which, uh, for all intents and purposes, is what police are supposed to do. Uh, it's what it's what people in corrections are supposed to do if they have to put handcuffs on somebody. It's supposed to be if you can talk them in handcuffs, talk them in handcuffs. Uh, you know, don't. Initiate force unless force becomes necessary uh, in the situation. And initially, force was not necessary in that situation. Uh, You can watch that camera footage. You can watch the officers walk Floyd away from the storefront uh, that appears appears to go down pretty peacefully. I don't know what happens to the degree that George Floyd ends up lying down on the ground uh, with an officer pinning his knee on the back of his neck and holding it for somewhere near nine minutes uh, as he uh, 
loses consciousness, and still the officer doesn't move until EMS gets there. And then, because it's the internet and Twitter and and stuff like that, uh, I I read some very wild conspiracy theories uh, about that, including that people people believe uh, that the ambulance that pulled up had cops in it, and that cops actually uh, scooped up George Floyd's body and loaded it up into the ambulance and drove off and they went off of this based off of the uniforms but diving into you know internet research you find uh oh those are actually the EMT uniforms in Minneapolis you know it's like the police car that is uh in the frame of the video the whole time has a license plate that says police on it and people are like that's not that, that's not the, those license plates that's not a license plate that's you know this is a deep state coup Minneapolis police cruisers have license plates that say police on them. It's not it's not some grand conspiracy. Uh, albeit, maybe it's fun to explore conspiracy theories. But let's face facts. This is not a conspiracy. Let's, fa- let's face the truth here. Uh, the truth here is that uh, you had an officer in Derek Chauvin who... More than messed up. Um, more than I would say than just mere gross negligence. A man died as a direct result of actions being taken by an officer. Now, as I said, Derek Chauvin is, is arrested and charged. As of this recording right now, it's Sunday almost 3 p.m. on the, uh, on the East Coast, Eastern Standard Time. And to my knowledge, at least anyway, uh, none of the other ones have been charged with anything. Uh, there was Derek Chauvin, who had his knee pinned on the neck. Uh, two officers, I believe it was, pinned down, pinning down George Floyd on his lower body. And a fourth officer who is seen in the video telling the people taking the video to back off while they're pleading with that individual to get the officer off the guy's neck. And he's pretty much sitting there saying, I'm not going to do that. And then the next thing you know, we have a man who dies. Uh, albeit, the what the medical examiner came out and said it wasn't uh, from asphyxiation. People kind of jumped the gun on there. Um you know, because, aha, it wasn't asphyxiation, so obviously that officer didn't choke him to death, but uh, they're not taking it into account that uh, if you have your knee buried in the neck of somebody as they're pinned to the ground, you might be cutting off an artery and blood flow, and you could, I don't know, trigger a cardiac, you know, a cardiac event, uh, which... I, I believe the ME's report that said that uh, George Floyd had underlying conditions that you know were exacerbated from the stress of of what was going on. He could have even been. I don't. I don't even know. They I, they could be going the angle of uh, toxicology. Oh, he had drugs in his system. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. It doesn't really matter in the narrative because 
what we're talking about is a man was pinned on the ground for all intents and purposes didn't look like there was a struggle going on on the video uh, and the arrest started pretty peacefully anyway and then there's reports that he was in the police cruiser but then they pulled him out of the police cruiser for some reason what was going on what was happening here lots of question marks going on and it doesn't help uh, that we have a divisive media and we do we have a very we have a very divisive media at play here who think about this the media is in this for what exactly uh, people are going to argue integrity people are going to argue reporting the news people are going to argue giving us the true information giving us the facts on the ground and i'm not digging the answers that i'm hearing on the on the media because i want to share this clip with you this quote right here uh this quote comes from mark crispin miller who is a uh, professor Quote, media manipulation in the U.S. today is more efficient than it was in Nazi Germany. Because here we have the pretense that we are getting all the information we want. That misconception prevents people from even looking for the truth. And is that not the dirty truth of media today, at least in America? Probably true in other parts of the world. But in America, think about what we all do on social media. Think about, think about how we go about doing this. We will take our notion, our preconceived notion of the event, or we will look at our stance on the event. Then, instead of going on a fact-finding mission, instead of suspending our biases and uh, going in neutral, we specifically go hunting for information that backs up or reinforces our view of the situation. That's what we do. That's what people do. People look for justification for their own beliefs. They often, 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 and I can be held guilty of this. I think everybody at, at some point can be held guilty of this. Oftentimes, we're not looking for the truth. We're looking for a reaffirmation of what we already think we know. And if we get it, great. We have the thing that we can dangle in the face of somebody. We can throw that in their face. Ha ha, I got the information. It's right here. Or think about how many people just uh, on a news story or... or or a quote, or or soundbite, whatever it is. Think about how many people just go to Snopes.com, you know, because Snopes.com will tell me the truth. It'll tell me the truth in full context, and I won't be deceived because it'll be Snopes, or it'll be PolitiFact, or it'll be another website. And they will give me the dirty truth. And I can trust those sources. 
Think how many people do that. To reaffirm their own bias, their own view, to try to go, aha, here it is. Nobody stops to think about this quote. Nobody, nobody stops to think about this. How much of what's going on right now with the protests and these, uh, the, these protests that start off peacefully, mind you, Almost all of them are starting off peacefully with a crowd gathering and assembly, and then all of a sudden, opportunists strike. People who want to loot strike. Chaos ensues. And the media, the media is just there. The media can do whatever they want with it. The media, at times, might not even care if you're getting truth or if you're just getting content. The news is on the ground there, not to necessarily cover the event, but to hook you, the consumer. You are the consumer of the media. They don't even have to they don't even have to provide a narrative sometimes. They can just be there as something's unfolding. And let you draw your own conclusions. <coughs> Excuse me. Sometimes they don't care. Uh, because all they need is you to click. It's for you to tune in. For you to share the clip. And they got you. The name of their game is to make a dollar. Sometimes it's to an advanced advance an agenda but how much of what we're seeing is is true to what's going on as i said protesters are are the protesters are literally uh living out and expressing their first amendment right even in these trying times of covid remember when covid was a thing remember when Coronavirus and lockdowns were a thing uh, Because I can tell you right now If in two weeks there has not been some exponential explosion of COVID Then everything that we've been doing for COVID for the past three months Has been a lie Basically Not to switch subjects But up until this event happened uh, The thought of gathering and protesting was highly Highly frowned upon, uh, especially because people were like, "Oh, these guys are they're 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 going and they're protesting the government uh, lockdowns that are going on." By the way, COVID. If you don't think that there's an angle in here with with COVID and government authority and lockdowns, if you don't think that that's an element that's contributing to these riotous situations, I have to ask, uh, why do you think that? Why do you think that that's not a factor? This nation, mind you, the the world has too, but this nation packed up, boarded up, and told people to stay home, forced people to stay home back in March. And it's almost June. It's June tomorrow. 
So by March, everything was shutting down. People were actually cast out of their jobs. What did the government do? The government said, you've got to stay home. These are the rules. You need to obey the rules. If you don't obey the rules, we will come. We will lock you up. We will put you in handcuffs at gunpoint and throw you in prison into an environment where you might even be twice as likely to contract this horrible, terrible virus. That's what the government did. And then to try to, you know, settle the tensions, Congress got together drafted a really, really shoddy uh, $2 trillion bill uh, which cut out $1,200 checks for all of us. Yay. Good job, government. You forced people out of a job. You cut everybody a $1,200 check. In some cases, you have unemployment at $600 a week and people who got the chop... For unemployment, we're now making more or taking more money in than they were when they were employed. So now they don't have an incentive to go and get employed again. Uh, and they don't want to get off the unemployment, even though it's a, a, a temporary benefit that, that, that you've thrown out there. But if you don't think the lockdowns played something into this, uh, I believe that they did. I believe thoroughly that they did because unemployment has risen. Uncertainty has risen. Life has changed for people. People can't get out. People can't do things that they would normally do. There's a lot of pent-up energy in people for this. And then on top of that, something like this happens. It becomes front-page news. And it took them four days to arrest and charge Officer Chauvin. Four days. When it was pretty damning evidence up front. I mean, they did fire him at first before putting the charges on. But but it went a really long time before an arrest and charges were filed. And that should make people... That should wake people up a little bit as to why there's some animosity going on especially just because in, in historically speaking there's been a lot of cases where this happens and you get a pat like the cops get a pass because of color of the law or or what have you some other legal statute you know it was a mistake it was an accident it wasn't intentional uh <clears throat> any number of other things But the media controls the narrative. The media controls whether or not we see peaceful protesters or looters breaking windows. I, the two groups are not imp, are not mutually together. They're not one and the same. You can totally be cool with peaceful protesters 
and absolutely despise looters and people who have wrecked businesses and threatened people and used violence, you can condemn that stuff, but still be for the initial point of the protesters. I want to read you something from Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Network, uh, who I've stolen a lot of... (laughs) I've stolen a lot of stuff from. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, Or should I say I love you, Chris, and you're welcome for the extra publicity, if you will, for the We Are Libertarians Network, which is a great network. I got a lot of buddies over at We Are Libertarians uh, Network, so check them out. Uh, Give them a look, for real. They've done a lot of great coverage for uh, COVID-19. Uh, and uh, they're providing a lot of coverage for this right now. Chrome window, Chris Bangle. Right here. Uh, he posted this four hours ago from right now. And uh, this is just this is good stuff. I want to read it to you. Uh, During the pandemic, I tried to drive home the point that government power is mainly illusionary. And politics end up following the lead of public opinion. If they say shut down our businesses and we don't, there isn't much they can do about it. There is power in numbers. Protesters and rioters are proving that none of us ever had to stay inside. Uh, None of us had to close our businesses. We could have ignored their authority if we had chosen to do so. Conservatives have internalized law and order so profoundly that they're terrified of government. The hairdresser's civil disobedience in Dallas transformed policy there because politicians realized the population was no longer controllable. Americans are being or Americans are beginning to lose the Stockholm syndrome created by the two-party system and they're looking for a better way. I am a libertarian because I believe in organizing society through nonviolent means. I want to live in a world where problems are solved through peaceful, voluntary interactions. I got here through utilitarian arguments. The current system is based on violence and can never work. Our worlds are made up of the 100 people we regularly interact with. Centralizing power means we are forced to expand our sphere of concern to billions of people we will never meet. It is driving us all to insanity because the human brain is not designed for it. The first steps to staying sane are as follows. Number one, choose to seek out alternative solutions to the ones we've chosen in the past. Two, choose peaceful solutions to personal interactions. Three, choose personal responsibility for yourself and take responsibility for your community. Four, choose peaceful politics based on these values. Five, stop participating in the politics that don't. Number six, spread the word. So often I'm asked, what is the libertarian solution to this problem? The solution is that you have to ask yourself how you'd handle the situation if you were faced with it. That is the libertarian solution as long as you're not hurting people or taking their stuff. That's profound. Libertarians call that 
the non-aggression principle or the NAP, N-A-P. The non-aggression principle states that you do not use aggression to solve matters. You don't use force to solve matters so long as force is not being brought against you. I'm probably terrible at explaining it, plus it's Sunday, plus I'm getting ready to start my vacation and I'm tired as hell, but it's a good principle. Just a baseline. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. It's a really good principle to live by. And not enough people do. That is the libertarian solution to a problem like this. Or to the problems of the world. The libertarian approach. Everybody asks, everybody always asks, Fritz, why why are you such a why are you such an oddball? Why are you on the fringe? Why are you a contrarian? Why you know, why won't you vote for Joe Biden to defeat Donald Trump? And mostly it's because I see little change in what will happen. Think about how this world's working right now. Think about the police state in America. And I talk about this, and it's funny, just being somebody in law enforcement who's had family history in law enforcement, I, I'm, I'm a revolutionary. I believe in these principles that are laid out in the constitution that well they're framed in the constitution but they're they're declared in the declaration of independence they are those words let's go back to those words i hold these truths to be self-evident that we all humankind we are all created equal whether we're black whether we're white whether we're male whether we're female whether we're gay whether we're straight whether we're transgender doesn't matter. All created equal. And we're endowed by our creator, or for those of you who are totally against a religious remark or undertones of religion, we can replace that. You're endowed by your creator just to simply say that you are endowed by nature with certain unalienable natural rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you believe those words, but then you look at how America runs, you look at law, you look at policing, you look at how the government runs your life and you see we could potentially right now be in a worse situation than our founders were in 1776. Just because we have three branches of government, 
doesn't mean that we haven't been treating the executive branch, the one, you know, that has the presidency. Just because we have it all split up doesn't mean that we haven't treated it and empowered it as though that position was an almighty king. Not only did we, the people, enable that, but the politicians that we have elected to the House and to the Senate, they are complicit in passing off their duties, their sworn duties to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. They've passed the buck on allowing presidents to have Massive executive power. The fact that you can legislate from the executive branch. The executive branch is executing the law. Not legislating the law. Executing the law. And we go from this to this big old jumble world that we live in with politics where we politicize the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court can have activist judges that can change law like that. Or that we have the presidency who can sign executive orders. I have a pen and a phone. Like that. Which is not how the government is supposed to work. Before I wrap up, back to the media manipulation thing. You want to know some things that the media just isn't going to show you? How about this? This is Minnesota after the riots and the looting. Communities coming together and cleaning up. You're not going to see that in the media because this doesn't sell. This isn't cars burning down. This isn't buildings being smashed. This isn't an angry mob of people doing whatever the fuck they want. It's people coming together. It's community coming together. Cleaning up all of that in unity. You're not going to see that on the mainstream media. But that's not all that you're not going to see in the mainstream media. Bear with me a moment here. You're not going to see a lot of things. You won't see this in the media. I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You got little ones here, you got dogs, so what's up? So listen, I'm just telling you, these cops love you. That cop over there hugs people, so you tell us what you need to do. One, three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two.
want to walk. We'll walk all night. Tonight's a great night for a walk. Think about the amount of courage that that must have taken. Because I know our law enforcement culture. I know how it is. It's like you have to be on the good old boys team. And that if you go against it, you're you're an outcast. It, it it took tremendous courage. It, it, people might look at look at that and think, "Oh, that guy's just pandering. That guy's just giving those people what he wants. He's just trying to save face or whatever." I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe it took a lot of courage to do that, to go to a group of people peacefully protesting and saying, "You know what? Let's take the riot gear off. Let's put the batons down. Let's not be." Just this big, powerful iron fist to these people that aren't calling for that. And let's walk with them. That's amazing. It's amazing to see that. You'll never, you'll never see that on mainstream media. They'll never show you that. They'll never show that. They'll never show this. They'll never show this cop right here. I forget the uh, the city that this took place in, so you'll have to forgive me for that. He, this, this cop gets separated from the group of cops. And these protesters have built a wall around him, protecting him from anybody who would do him harm. But you're not going to get that on the mainstream media. You're not going to get that on CNN or Fox. No, CNN will cover how their own headquarters is getting destroyed and try to make it about them somehow. And then they'll wonder, you know, oh, why are we getting attacked? Why is the media getting attacked? Why is this Fox News guy getting attacked? A local WDEL reporter got attacked at the at the Wilmington protest yesterday live on on Facebook streaming Look at this from Forbes 
thanks to my buddy Jason Gilliam and uh, Sarcasm and Liberty, my friends at Sarcasm and Liberty. Forbes reporting, in some cities, police officers joined protesters marching against police brutality. Solidarity. Showing them solidarity. Reaching their hand out. Really getting to know these people. You're not going to see that in the news. You're not going to see that in the news media. And why aren't you going to see that in the news media? Why aren't you going to see all the good happening in the news media? That's right. Media manipulation. That's why you're not. Now we can dive into about a million things about what's causing media manipulation. Where the money's tied up, who's controlling what, or, or how a little bit of everybody's trying that. I won't do <laughs> I won't do that this episode. I won't. I will say that uh, what happened to George Floyd is tragic. It should have never happened. He should have never paid with his life for that. It was wrong. Derek Chauvin is is rightfully so arrested and charged. Might not be with the charges that people want, but the same token, when you sit back and analyze it, um, if you want if you want justice to be served, I think I think the appropriate measures were taken, albeit only when the backlash got heated, you know. That's what I'm going to end on, too. As I said, you know, the the COVID lockdown stuff definitely fueled fire and tensions into this stuff. There could be underlying things going on with these rioters and these looters, because uh, I've read everything from Antifa to you know uh, secret CIA operatives. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into. Uh, deep state shit cuz while i enjoy hearing conspiracy theories and 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 diving in and figuring out how people came up with these conspiracy theories and stuff uh obviously rioters and looters any fuzz out there um taking advantage of it i've seen numerous uh things on that i've seen uh some pretty convoluted stories as well but at the end of the day, I want more of the positivity that I showed you. Positive steps, solidarity. Protesting what's wrong, moving forward to fix it. If you heard what I just heard, bouncing back there, that was my cat, because there's a gate on the other side of that door blocking access to this office. What a way to end the show. What a way. What a way to end the show. But that's going to do it for me on this subject. I, I could probably go on forever with it. I, I don't want to. Everybody, this is, there's multiple news sources. There's multiple people to listen to. Just take everything that, that the news media is going to show you with a grain of salt because they're going to make you seem, they're going to make it seem like 
uh, all hell is broken loose and there's no turning back from it. Um, I mean, we are in trying times, whether, whether you like it or not. Um, there's a long road ahead. And uh, I don't believe that Donald Trump or Joe Biden um, paves a, a, a nice road ahead for, for in any direction, honestly. And that's why in upcoming episodes, you're going to see more about the Libertarian nominee, Joe Jorgensen, and why I'm solidly behind Joe Jorgensen uh, in her campaign for the presidency for 2020. So guys, that's going to do it for me. You can catch me uh, on Twitter at FritzQS, Facebook.com slash TheFritzCast. You've already, you're already here on YouTube if you're watching or if you're listening. It's on YouTube. You can watch the video. Uh, every podcast catcher known to man, <laughs> FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in direct touch with me. And uh, guys, please reach out. Let's talk about this uh, even more on a deeper level because for some people it's an uncomfortable conversation, but you know what? That's life. It's uncomfortable conversations and confrontations. And you you can't move forward if you're not bridging these gaps. You can't move forward by doubling down in your own echo chamber. Uh, It's not a good time for that ever, but especially now. So with that, I leave you guys for this week, and I will see you next week, hopefully rested and refreshed because I'm going into my vacation so I can decompress a little bit from work and uh, some of the chaos that's been going on, plus you know the COVID crap and all that stuff. So love you guys.